Hello, everybody, and welcome to Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm TJ Branson, and with me tonight is Zachary Vogel. Hey, hey, hey. So tonight we got a lot to get to, some big injuries, some big returns, some hot streaks, cold streaks, some rants. Uh, I know you got a rant at least, and um, and some questionable I, I always have a good rant or two in me. We always kind of just find one along the way. I think. It is Monday, so some of these are going to be a little bit off. Uh, we got 14 teams with four games this week. Carolina, Columbus, Calgary, Florida, Minnesota, Montreal, Nashville, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, San Jose, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, and Winnipeg. If you're playing on all heavy nights... You're not really helping me much. What? So think think of it this way: Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, all heavy nights, big time. Yeah, you're you're not really looking to pick up people. I I like those off nights. So do you? Fucking love them. And, and Sunday games. So the teams in Boston, Dallas, Edmonton, New Jersey, Vegas, and Washington. Those schedules are all on heavy nights. They only have three games, and they're on all the days that you were just talking about: Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So you're looking at Calgary, for sure, for the best schedule tonight, or at how least did, this week. How did you know, TJ? Because, I mean, it's a super easy schedule. Uh, your hardest one is going to be Colorado, but they're kind of like the Penguins last year where they were giving up a lot of goals, but they're scoring more goals. Uh, they got Chicago, Colorado, Florida, and Arizona. And all the teams, they hemorrhage goals. So I think Calgary is going to be seeing even more production. I mean, fuck, their, their top line was just absolutely stellar last week. And you're not getting any of those guys off the waiver wire, so we'll bring some of those guys up a little later. I will say I do, and and you're going to be surprised at this one. You're going to be a little surprised, right. but I have my reasons. I also like the Rangers kind of. Okay. I like the I like the Rangers schedule. It's not like they play on like all these off nights or anything like that. They have a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday game, but then they play again on Sunday. Listen up here. They play the Islanders on Saturday and Columbus on Sunday. I have a pretty damn good feeling they're going to be seeing two backups in a row because the Islanders play Tampa Bay on Sunday and Columbus plays Washington on Saturday. If the Islanders and Columbus both have back-to-backs, if I'm the Islanders, who am I putting starting my starting goalie against? I'm putting them against Tampa Bay. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be Leonard. If I'm Columbus, who do I want Bobrovsky to play? I want him to play against Washington. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that. So what, you're thinking you'll see Corpus Allo and Domingue? Yeah, I'm thinking you're going to – I mean, Domingue is a is a great backup goalie. Corpus Allo, I, I like Corpus Allo, but he definitely has his problems, especially with goals against average uh, when he sees a lot of shots. So, I mean, you want to just fire pucks on that kid. I'd rather play against a backup goalie than a starting goalie any fucking day of the week. Any day of the week. From the Rangers, who would you look at? Uh, from the Rangers, I kind of like Matt Zuccarello. His ownership, at least in ESPN, little high. It's around 66%. So he's available in about a third of leagues. However, in Yahoo, he's right around 13%. So he's oh. super low in Yahoo. Yeah, he's going to be. So think of it this way. He does play on the third line. He plays. Actually, with... he, just got, he just got moved up. So they updated this maybe 30 minutes ago. Zugrillo's got the, the second line now. Oh, really? Well, yeah, they just went... switched. When I did when I did all line. this, he was on the third line, man. Yeah, it looks like um I mean the the line stayed the same. They just flip flopped the second and the third line. So it's Nemestikov, Hedel, and Zuccarello on the second line now, with VC Howden and Buchnevich on the third. And in all honesty, the lines really don't matter too much in New York, at least for the Rangers. But Matt Zuccarello is still getting nineteen minutes average time on ice. 
Top power play. And you're telling me that's a third liner that gets 19 minutes and he gets top power play time. Yeah, I'd be for that. He's definitely worth a look. Maybe not on these heavy days on Tuesday and Thursday, but come the weekend when you're looking to maximize your pickups, say you only have four pickups and you want to pick somebody up on the weekend that's going to play both days, he's a really good player to pick up. If he's playing against these backups, I yeah, like the time on ice. It, it's it's worth a look. So who was there's, the second team you were talking about? Well, that was the second team. First team we, we were talking about was the Flames. Oh, okay. All right. I got I got, I got my player. Let's let's see if we double up on this one. Yeah, who do you like from the Flames? For me, I it's Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin? Decent, yeah. decent pick. Wasn't my pick, but I like the idea. Who do you got? I like Michael Backlund. You're aware of this. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. our slut last year. Everybody had a turn. On top of the fact, I mean – He's widely available. Mm. I mean, he's only at 47% in ESPN, so that's right around half, and then 16% Yahoo. So he's also going to give you like a bevy of different kind of categories if you're in something like that. He's on the second line. He's also on the second power play. He's going to get you points. He's going to get you power play points in in all possibility. He's that second line center, so he's going to get you face-offs. He also throws in hits and blocks. He plays with Matthew Kachuk. Now, while I don't really like Matthew Kachuk. Uh, You'd take him on your team, though. I would take him on my team. That doesn't mean oh, I have shit. to like him. Hey, I got a bunch of people on my team that I don't really like. Shit. Oh, so you why, know what? why are you wanna... picking Hannafin instead? Hannafin, he's got like, yeah, five assists in his last four games. He's got six points in his last five. He's the second pairing, second power play. Same as, uh, same as Michael Backlund. Not that I'm too excited about their power plays or anything because they're doing a lot of damage at even strength and I think for you with Michael Backlund getting that second line deployment he's going to be on the ice a lot I'm pretty sure he plays on the penalty kill too so you got the option for shorties he's just somebody that I've kind of always liked and always been interested in picking up so Michael Backlund is definitely my guy for the Flames I I like Noah Hannafin I don't even hate TJ Brody Noah Hannafin scored a lot of points against me this week I was playing Toby last week, and he pissed me off for a long time, so I took notice. Well, somehow Toby was just picking up some fucking randos. Yeah, and we'll get to fucking up, Garland. Jesus, fuck. Picking up randos, and I, I'm like texting you like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> He's 0% owned. He's 0.01% owned because Toby's that, the only fucking yeah, person that has That it. one person is Tony. All right, and so two fucking goals against you. I'm going to start a segment as of this week because everybody that plays me in our league has the best week of their fucking entire season. So if you have any of these players, I'm playing your buddy. I forget his name, uh, John. I'm playing John. So John if you have Fitch. any of these players, you know that they are going to have a great week. Yanni Gord, Josh Bailey, Sam Reinhart, Wayne Simmons, Bo Horvat, Derek Stepan. Hmm, probably not. Mike Hoffman, Anzi Kopitar, William Carrier, P.K. Subban, who already has a goal tonight, Sammy Vatanen, Dmitry Orlov, Tyler Myers, Vince Dunn, Michael Matheson. <laughs> he's got to drop Michael Matheson. Why does he have Michael Matheson? He's got to uh, drop. Nikolai Ehlers, who's out. Elias Pettersson, that's out. Colin Miller, that's out. Clayton Keller, Svechnikov. His goalies are Tuka Rask, Martin Jones, and Henrik Lundqvist. So feel lucky guys out there because you know they're going to have a great week. They're going up against me. Um, he's got a decent team. He's got a decent team, and you know this is going to be the best week of his season. So uh congratulate you on the win already. Woe is me. 
Yeah, I'm feeling Whoa, pretty yes, me. Fucking Toby beat me. Another team that I like is Winnipeg. We were just talking about Nick Ehlers being out because he's on John's team. Uh, somehow he's still going to get a bunch of points even though he's out. With their two off nights. Good old-fashioned press box points. He's going to get them somehow from the press box. They got two off nights this week, and they start tomorrow, so you can still cash in and get all four games. They got a really nice schedule. They got Colorado Tuesday, Minnesota Thursday, and then they got Detroit on Friday. So you, you can look for uh, Laurent Brossois to get that start against Detroit, I think, for an easy win there. Um, so Brossois could be a really good pickup against Detroit, and I'm sure they have a Sunday game. Yeah, and then they play Anaheim on Sunday, who have they just have not been able to figure it out. So you can figure that there's going to be some points to go around if you're, uh, if you're looking for some offense. Uh, somebody like Jack Ruslavich, who has taken over Nick Ehlers on the second line and second power play, that'll be the guy you want to look at. Um, Matthew Perot has had some flashes this year. And Josh Marcy, I mean, he's the he's the power play quarterback. So we'll we'll echo that when we get to um when we get to Winnipeg later on. I don't hate Brian Little either. I just got the feeling that I mean, I know he's a center in Yahoo, he's probably pretty low owned, but um I wonder well, what Yahoo, he is in ESPN. Yahoo, he's only nine percent owned. You're shitting and me, I'm, really? And I'm one of those 9%. All right, good on you. Let's see what he does in ESPN. I'll look that one up. I like him because he plays with line A. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like that? I want to I wanna pass to Patrick Line A and just get fucking free points. Wow. 33% owned in ESPN. Line A's been really quiet as of lately, too. That is true. Um, I got lucky with that one last week playing, uh, playing Chucky. Line A didn't really do too much. And I played him the week he had five goals in one game, as is the pattern. Uh, Florida's got two off nights as well. They got Pittsburgh Tuesday, Edmonton and Calgary for a back-to-back Thursday, Friday. And then they got Vancouver. These are all on the road. So, I mean, if you can find something in Florida worth streaming, then absolutely go for it because I'm really not high on Florida. I don't know why I was. Why are you not high on Florida? They score fucking goals. They did, I mean, go, back, every- they did go back to the Huberdu-Barkov uh- – Dad offline though. I just think that anybody worth owning is already owned. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, who are you going to pick up? Henrik Borgstrom, or Ekblad, maybe Frank fucking Vitrano. I'm not picking up Frank Vitrano. Fuck Frank Vitrano. I'm not going to pick up Frank Vitrano just because I truly dislike Frank Vitrano. Yeah, just on what do you call it? Uh, just integrity. I can't pick him up. I'll never yeah, pick him up. I can't do it. No. He could be like the first line left winger playing with like fucking. Wayne Gretzky and Connor McDavid playing with Frank Fratano. I don't want Frank Fratano on my team. Wouldn't touch him. Can't can't do it. Uh, speaking of not picking up people, uh, Dallas has a pretty sweet week this week. They play St. Louis twice and Philly. Um, they're all in the heavy nights. So, I mean, again, just like uh, Florida, all the guys worth owning are already owned. I mean, you could look at Miro Heiskanen if he's available. Um, he just put up two goals in one game on nine shots. Uh, Essa Lindell, maybe. He hasn't been great for offense, but his peripherals are pretty good. I'm not looking at any of their forwards outside of the outside of the top three. Yeah, and hell, Ben ain't really doing much either. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Sagan is starting to pick it up uh, yeah. ever, ever since he got called the fuck out. Ben still ain't doing nothing. He is still horseshit. Yeah, and he, yeah, I think he got, what did he get, held out for one game, and he came back, he went pointless. Yeah, he, had, he didn't even have a fucking shot on goal. Shot attempts, but no actual shots on goal. Yeah, he missed one game against the Capitals and then played 16-53, zero shots, minus two, no goals, no assists for no stats. Yeah. That's fucking horseshit. 
Well, there you go. There's a buy low opportunity, don't you think? I would think that that is a buy low opportunity. But I mean, on name recognition alone, it's hard for you to get anybody to sell Ben. I mean, who exactly do you think you could give to somebody for Ben? I don't know. Somebody in like the same same range, I guess. I mean, if he's if he's well, ranked if it's low, somebody in, if it's somebody in the same range, I probably want that person in the same range. Well, somebody not in the same rec- like name recognition range, but somebody in the same like point production range. You might be able to throw a Kevin Hayes at him. You might be able to throw like oh Jesus! Somebody- if I could if I could give somebody Kevin Hayes for fucking Jamie Ben and they would take it, then that person shouldn't be in our league next year. Well, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to make that offer just because it's it's to Paul and he's had Jamie Ben like every year. Yeah, he loves years. Jamie Ben. All right, the worst schedule is uh, it's easily Vancouver. Uh, they got two games. I mean, they're super easy games. They got Arizona on Thursday, Florida on Sunday. So, I mean, if you got any of the big guys there, Horvat, uh, Besser, Edler, you know, they're just going to have to rot on your on your bench for a little bit. But you definitely got to keep those guys. Um, if you're holding on to like Goldobin or Vertanen or for whatever reason, Sven Berchi, those guys got to go, especially this week. Um, now, I would be all right with picking up somebody like Goldobin if it's just a straight daily daily pickup. Yeah, Goldobin, great. Playing with Besser and Horvat, I'm down for it. Yeah, for Sunday, I would do it. But yeah, any of the other guys, you got to get rid of them, uh, especially for a week long hold. If you got if you got limited ads, you can't you can't fucking hold those guys. Jesus Christ. No, you can't. I'm not no, saying if, if you have them on your team, I'm not saying you hold on to them. I'm saying strictly for a daily for a daily look. DFS, they're going to be a real cheap. Goldobin's going to be a super cheap option on Sunday, where you could definitely get some points out of them. And you know what's kind of nice about them only having two games is this is one of the weeks where Elias Pettersson is getting he's recovering. So like, if you're an Elias Pettersson owner, you're only missing out on two games this week. Um, I'm pretty sure they only got three games next week, but they don't start until Wednesday. So there's a lot of time in between games in the next two weeks for Pedersen to get better. That boy's, that boy's got to stop getting hurt. He's made it twigs, though. Did you see that one where his leg just buckled? Yeah, it looked it looked, it looked scary, but he keeps getting into these scary-looking situations. Yeah, that was nobody's fault. It was just <clears throat> it was kind of just like an accident. Oh, I uh, totally agree. It wasn't anyone's fault. I was going to say, what would you do if you're like a McElhaney or a Mrazic owner? Are you benching them this week? They got the Islanders on Tuesday. Uh, they're on like a seven-game or a six-game winning streak right now. And then they got Tampa Bay on the front end of a back-to-back. And then they're home against Buffalo and then Nashville. New York Islanders, for as much shit as we give them, they got a really good defense right now. Leonard's playing out of his mind. Thomas Grice is no he's no schmuck either. And then Tampa Bay. I mean, that, that goes without saying. And Nashville, too. It's going to be a bad week for McElhaney and Mrazic owners, for sure. And you're talking to me like I'm some kind of dope that has McElhenney or Morazic on my team. If you were, hypothetically, <laughs> hypoethically, hypogenically, what would you do? Um, I would play McElhenney, uh, not Morazic. I'm not interested in Morazic. At least McElhenney really has like the backing of that team. However, the Hurricanes are playing good lately. Are they? Yeah, they're on like a fucking four game win streak. Two okay. and and, we'll, and two of them are against the Flyers on yeah. a home on a home. <laughs> and home. Uh, yeah, they're six four zero in their last ten. So I mean, it's not so bad. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they won their last four. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty fucking sure. 
And they've been and then scoring, again, they've been scoring goals in that in that stretch. On top finally, of the fact, they've been struggling to do that. God damn, Sebastian Aho is a fucking superstar. I was playing against Aho and Slavin last week. You're having a great season. Uh, Sebastian Aho is looking fucking fantastic. That's not that's not a a sell high or anything. I mean, unless you can get like a crazy prominent player for someone like Sebastian Aho. Maybe I'd think about it then, but he is just such a big part of what they do in Carolina because he'd be, great, he'd be great in the keeper league. He's going to be great next year too. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, if you guys are thinking about Sebastian Ajo, um, feel free to tweet at us with any like trade offers or uh, something you were thinking about trying to get rid of. Well, I, I hate to put it that way, but like trying to see if you can upgrade. How about I put it that way uh, from Sebastian Ajo. If you got any trade ideas, you guys can tweet at us at FHF hockey. We'll be happy to, let you know what we think. Don't forget to like put your scoring categories and um, all your scoring formats in there too. Okay, so hypothetical here, TJ, real quick. Okay. If you had Sebastian Ajo, Sebastian Ajo for Patrick Laine. Sebastian Ajo. I think I think so too. Because but doesn't Laine only Patrick have like Laine, seven Patrick assists? Laine, yeah, Patrick Laine is supposed to be one of those, one of like the fucking top scorers this year. He's on pace for like 50 goals and 53 points. Yeah. There's only going to be three assists. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going, I mean, as much as you want those goals and goals are hard to come by and as much as you want that, I'd rather go for, you know, Sebastian Ajo's 20 to 25 goals, possibly even 30 and 70 points over, you know, 50 goals and 60 points, you know? So yeah, he, he gets a ton of assists just because he makes the people around him better. I got to go with Sebastian Ajo on that one, especially with Carolina just being so bad on the shooting percentage. You would have to think that somewhere along the lines, they're just going to tear it up to make up for it. They have the best Corsi um, like out of any team, but they have the lowest shooting percentage. So, I mean, there's so bad puck luck for everybody on the team that I just really think it's got to turn around. And Sebastian Ajo is going to lead the way. I mean, fuck, look, Dougie Hamilton's even coming back. He's got, what, two goals and two straight? And he finally is showing signs of life right before they announced that they're like open to trading him and everything. Huh? That was cool. Did you hear that little bloop? Yeah, I did. That was neat. All right. Just one more time. We're going to go over the, um, the teams that have three games and they're all on the heavy nights. That's Boston, Dallas, Edmonton, New Jersey, Vegas, and Washington. Uh, not really looking for any week long streamers out of those guys. I will say I like Blackwood out of New Jersey. He did a day right now, bud. When did that happen? That just happened? Like uh, he, I think this it was weekend? like Friday night's, Friday night's game against – it was either Friday or Saturday. They were playing uh, the Coyotes. Shoot. He was doing yeah, so good. I've been keeping an eye on him. Colin Delia too, man, out of uh, Chicago. All right, let's move into the team-by-team analysis now. We're going to go alphabetically, as we do. Anaheim, 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10. Uh, they're getting Ricard, Raquel back pretty soon, and they just got Cam Fowler back. Uh, went minus two with no stats last night. But he did log almost four minutes on the power play out of his, like, 21 minutes. Uh, so that's a promising stat, and it looks good. Ricard Raquel, I mean, we were so high on this guy going into this year, even higher just because of the off nights that he had. He had, like, 52 off nights or something. He was questionable for Sunday's game. They got Monday and Tuesday night off, so I'm thinking we're going to see him Wednesday versus Ottawa. Right Anaheim's now, just been having so much trouble scoring lately in general. It's, it's not just him. It's everybody on Anaheim. They just don't have it this year. It, it, they're still winning games, but it's all because of John Gibson. 
I mean, even with Gibson, December 17th was his last win. He's lost seven straight, uh, posting below league average numbers. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. So, like like you were saying, the Ducks have been struggling with offense. Um, they only have, what, three goals in the last week? If somebody wants to trade me trade me, John Gibson, yeah, I'll, take him. Yeah. I'll take him, though. Oh, fuck yeah. So, it's a perfect example, like, buy low. Because you're going to get Ricardo Kell back. There's going to be some supplementary scoring. So, guys like Andre Kasha are probably going to move down into the middle six somewhere. Um, I know they're pretty comfy with Daniel Sprong on the right side on the second line. So, Kasha could be moving down to the third line. His minutes I don't know are, that they're going to. I mean, Kasha's still playing good hockey. Yeah, he's only he got one assist in the last week. Shots. He does shoot a lot. So, he's only got one assist, but go like in the past week. So, keeping in mind that they only scored three goals. He still got in on a third of their goals. That's easy math right there. Um, yeah, how about it? Uh, Getzlav, in, in the last week, he's got seven shots, seven hits, and four blocks with no points. You'd have to think that when Ricard Raquel comes back, there's going to be offense to be had there, especially in the top six, whoever it is. Everybody's on a cold streak there. Kasha, Getzlav, Montour, Silverberg, Aberg. The whole team is on a cold streak. They're, I think they're in the middle of like a seven-game losing streak or a six-game losing streak. It's not a good luck. Got anything on Anaheim? Oh, fuck. So this is breaking news. Shea Weber will not return tonight due to injury. Ouch. Ouch. Ouch, Chucky. Hey, everybody, go ahead and pick Jeff Petrie right back up. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how long it is and if I get anything else. Um, all right, so let's move right into Arizona. They're four or five and one in their last ten. They got Nick Schmaltz and Anti Ranta on the IR. Nick Schmaltz has yet to play this year. He's week to week with an upper body injury, so that puts the lines as follows: Clayton Keller, Derek Stepan, and Christian Fisher, Dick Panic, Brad Richardson, and Vinny Hinostroza. You don't have Galchenyuk anymore, but he's on the third line now. So that no, I traded him. He been and he's been scoring like fucking crazy from the he goddamn third line with Nick Cousins and Connor Garland. Who Connor are you, Connor Garland? Garland? Who are you? How did you score two goals the other night against TJ? How did you do it? <laughs> it's because he was playing me. It's just it's just the luck of the luck of the draw. Zero yeah. percent. So scored three goals in his last two games. Fuck this guy, Connor fucking Garland. Fucking Toby. Is is he going to be a new player that you just like super do not like? Well, yeah. I mean, unless I pick him up and he does even better for me, there's no way that I'm ever going to like this guy. Oh He's no, 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 top no! Power play time right now. Yeah, no, if you pick him up, TJ, it's going to be a kiss of death for Connor Garland, man. For sure. He's going to get he's zero gonna, He's going to go on a fucking cold streak like you read about. And I'll probably get hurt. Fuck, half my team is on IR. Actually, Forsberg just came back tonight. So I guess I think all I have left is Trocek, uh, Varlamov, and Mike Green. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Forsberg did come back tonight, but uh, he is on none of the two goals against uh, Toronto yet. And Mike Hutchinson. Oh shit! He gave up two already. Yeah, and oh, Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau, Gaudreau with another goal. fucking goal. Surprise, surprise! That man's gone crazy. Thank God, Sean Monahan's always on those assists. Of course, he is. Every always fucking time, it's always those three: Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lindholm, Sean Monahan. In one way, like fashion, one of them scores a goal; the yeah, other two are on the assist all the think, fucking time. I think they actually passed um, the McKinnon line for most goals for. I'd almost believe it. Uh, they're they're just they're playing crazy. Uh, they just are. Just gonna add this one in here. You can go fuck yourself, Connor Garland. Uh, let's move on to Boston. 
seven three zero in their last ten. Uh, Charlie McAvoy is out again. Lower body injury is not going to play tomorrow against the Wild. That's Tuesday. Um, but look for him to be back soon. Yeah, he has been skating. Look for him to be or, back soon, or maybe not. I know. Skating, I but. know. I've been. I mean, I've been keeping tabs on him. Oh, I know you are, just because you want to sneak him out from under me. Well, that's also because I feel like I'm going to have some pickups and not have to worry about too much this week. Who are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Will. Oh, you're good to go. Line changes. Jake DeBrusque is the guy on power play one. He's got four points since returning. Three goals, one assist, and he's got a power play point too. And that's in 19 shots. Um, I think outside of the other four guys on that top power play, as far as the whole team concerned, Jake DeBrusque has to be the best option, the next best option. Yeah, I think that's hands down. Brad Marchand, you're not picking him up off of fucking waivers. Nope. Patrice Bergeron, Pasternak, Tori Krug. So I think it's going to be Jake DeBrusque. I mean, David Krejci, he's been cooling down, so you could maybe see somebody like him on the waiver wire. He's only got three points in the last seven games. Those are the seven games since Bergeron's return. And a hot streak, I mean, you got Tuka Rask back at it. He's got three straight wins. But he's being utilized in the softer matchups. He's got Buffalo twice in Chicago, but still has been playing really well, and he's got four out of the last six starts going back. So that whole Tukarask Yaroslav Halak pendulum has kind of swung Tukarask away for a little bit. And with the whole David Krejci thing, I mean, I'm still going to hold on to him. He's playing with Jake DeBrusque. Do you do you still have David Backus? Did you ever have David Backus? Or is I that never had. I had David Backus like fucking last year. Oh. Not interested. I am interested in Jake DeBrusque <laughs> and David Krejci, but David Backus... Not so much. He hits. All right. You want to do, uh, you want to take Buffalo? I don't want to talk about Buffalo. Fuck Buffalo. You don't want to talk about Buffalo. I broke up with Buffalo last year. I know you fucking love Jack Eichel. I love Jack. You worked so hard to get him last year. Who did I trade him for? I can't remember. I don't know, but you like fucking work so goddamn hard to get him. Okay. So moving on to Buffalo. They're at three, five, and two in their last 10, but injuries. We were just talking about Jack Eichel. Still injured. Uh, however, he, he did return to practice today. At least uh, he is questionable ahead of Tuesday's game against the Devils. He's missed the last two with an upper body injury. You also have Sam Reinhardt, who missed today's practice due to a sickness. Don't expect that to be uh, too big of a problem. I would think that he'll be in the lineup for tomorrow with just missing practice today. But we'll see how the morning skate goes. I forget who, but somebody dropped Carter Hutton. So I picked him up real quick just to just to have him. Maybe play him a couple of games this week. I plan on playing him tomorrow if uh, playing it hasn't come out yet. I mean, with Eichel out, you still got Skinner kicking ass and taking names, which, not going to lie, I didn't see coming. But he's been he's been doing the damn thing, and he is continuing to do the damn thing. Yeah. he. I mean, he slowed down from the goal of game pace, but he's still doing really well. Uh, so I guess you would put the – you'd probably put the line combos back to uh, – Back to what they were before. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as Eichel comes back, it's going right back to the way it was, or at least I would think so. Yeah, I would think so too. They had they had middle stat on the top line for for like a minute. Evan Rodriguez, I don't know, nothing's going to stick. I mean, Jack Eichel's. What else are you going to do? So we were just talking about Jeff Skinner. He's got to regress in the second half, right? He has to. Oh yeah, I mean, maybe not like regress, but he's not going to keep. Well, I guess that is kind of the definition of regress. He's not going to keep the same pace, but he's still going to be good. He's He's got to regress. Dude, he has a 21.2 shot, like shot percentage. 
I don't see him ending the year with a 20-plus shot percentage. I've been wrong before. It's not like it couldn't happen. It's probable. End of the year. Where do, you put, where do you put Skinner? As of right now, he has 28 goals and 13 assists. 41 points. Yeah, all, all day he's at 41. So that put him on like an 80-point pace for the whole season. 72 is definitely like – I could see 70, 72. Wow. Do I think I, – I just don't think that he's going to get to 80 because of that – 20 plus shot percentage it's the only reason i say that i don't trust 20 plus shot percentages i just don't trust it so let's say all right so 42 games it's like just under half the season or just over half the season he's got 132 shots will you what's his career average for shooting his career average is give me one second okay so average he's putting up 238 shots Shit, I meant shooting percentage, career average shooting percentage. Oh, career average shooting percentage. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> career average shooting. I thought you meant how many shot how many shots he's taken per game. Gotcha. Well, 238 shots uh, shots per year is what he he has been taking, which would only be yeah, which would only be another 100 shots. Um his career average for shooting percentage is 10.7. So if he takes another 100 Let's just say 130 shots for the rest of the year. Think that is another 14 goals. 130. Yeah, 13.9. So that's another 14 goals. That would give him 42. That's at that's at his average shooting percentage. I don't know. I, I think 70 points would be pretty safe. I mean, I definitely think he could do it. That's if his shooting percentage the rest of the way cuts in half. Yeah, I don't think it's going to straight cut in half. I, I think he's doing well on – I think he needed that new – he needed a new team. Yeah, he did. and I mean, he a new team. He was he was getting hidden on the fucking third line. Yep. I mean, I don't blame Jeff Skinner for being happy to be gone out of Carolina. <laughs> How much extra time on ice is he getting? He's got to be getting like four minutes extra. Uh, he's getting first power play unit time. He's playing with Jack Eichel instead of you know Victor Rask or Brock McGinn. Is he on that team? I think he might be either. Yeah, there Brock or... McGinn is definitely on that team. I don't know. <laughs> for some reason, I thought he was on the flow, uh, the Florida Panthers. But anyway, like he's got better line mates. He's getting better deployment. You got to think he's definitely going to break his career high of 62, 63 points that he had a couple years back. I'm betting he's breaking 40 goals. No problem. Could even push for 45. Yeah, I think 70 points is the rest of the way. So what do we say? You got 41 points. He's going to have, you know, another 30 through the rest of the year. I think that's a safe bet. I think so, too. I just, yeah, I don't see that. 25 goals, you know. All right, on the other side of the coin, you got Rasmus Dahlin. He's got four points in his last dozen games, and three of those four points came on the power play. He's been pointless in his last five. I mean, after Dahlin, he went on kind of like a surge there, and then he's really dried out as of lately. I mean, their power plays are all screwed up. You got Evan Rodriguez, Tage Thompson, and Kyle Poso on the top unit with Risto and Skinner. Your second is Shiri, Middlestad, Pomneville, Lawrence Pilot, and Rasmus Dahlin. And I mean, th- these were the skates also without Sam Reinhardt at practice. So you're missing him too out of these. All right. So let's, let's go into Calgary. I mean, we touched on a lot of this stuff. David Riddich, he was day to day. He had a minor lower body injury and then he posted a, uh, a 941 against the Flyers. Had a damn good win. Had a damn good win. And he's got the start against Chicago tonight. I don't think that game did just start in Johnny Gaudreau. Chicago, Chicago just scored. Did they really? Yeah. So they tied it up 1 1. Okay. So I mean, Patrick, for Patrick Kane, no shit. Yep. Of course he did. Patrick Kane's on a tear of his own. Tell me about it. As far as cold streaks go, I mean, this one's no surprise to anybody. James Neal is still 
on a cold streak. He's got four goals on 90 shots. That's that's just bad luck. Pretty sure he was on the he was on the third line in Vegas, wasn't he? Last no, year, right? he was on the first line in Vegas. I'm pretty sure it was Marcheseau, Carlson, and Smith. Oh, was he on the second? He wasn't on the third line, dude. They brought in Thomas Tatar, and then he was all up and down the lineup. Jesus Christ. Everybody else is pretty good. I mean, the top line. In the last week, they've combined for nine goals, 10 now with uh, Johnny Goodrolls tonight. Um, 18 assists. Tack on another two, so 20 assists for 30 points. And only five of which were on the power play. I'm not sure if, if tonight's was on the power play. What, tonight's? No, it was a five-on-five goal. So, I mean, they're doing a lot of work on even strength. Michael Froelich has two goals, two assists, and is coming back from a lower body injury. That's all from the third line with no power play time. Uh, you talked about Michael Backlund. I talked about Noah Hannafin. For me, it's Hannafin. Just with the schedule they got this week, you got to jump on anybody you can get from the Flames in the top six that touches power play time or that's you know got exposure to the big guys in any way possible. Then that leaves the guys we're talking about. You got Froelich, Backlund, Mark Jankowski hasn't been playing too bad lately, but they're firing on all, all cylinders. So, so I'm saying we, I don't hate that second line. I mean, I'm not a big Jane, uh, Sam Bennett fan. I do like the second line in general, and their power play isn't too shabby either. Oh, yeah. So here we go. I wanted to talk about um, Brock McGinnon. He is confirmed on the Carolina Hurricanes. I told you to play for Carolina. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't sure. I took your word for it, but uh, I guess I was writing about him too because he, he had a shorty the other night. But he is getting top line time with Ajo and Turbo Teravainen. Furland is down on line three right now, as is Feshnikov and Victor Rask. For the power play, it's Falk and Hamilton on power play two. You got Jacob Slavin getting that top line power play time. He's under 1% in ESPN, 3% in Yahoo. They got four games this week. Slavin's got three points in his last four, not on the power play. So, I mean, it looks like a trend that's going to start hitting. With Hell, Slavin even scored a goal yesterday. That shit don't happen often. 1% in ESPN, and guess who's got him? Fucking Toby. It was Toby. Yeah, I know. So how about Dougie Hamilton, man? Is he back? Is this just like one of those blips on the radar? Because he's got what? I mean, mean, you know exactly how I feel about Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> okay, all all personal. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the wrong guy to ask. No, I I don't think he's back. I just don't trust in W in Dougie Hamilton. He's still on the third line D pairing with Trevor Rant, Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, he's on the second power play unit. It's not like he's up on that first PP. That's still Justin Falk, and that's just because they've been so comfortable with Justin Falk because he's been there for years. They're okay. So we've said this before. They're not really putting Dougie Hamilton in the spots to succeed. It's yeah. kind of like the same thing with Jeff Skinner last year. They're just not putting him in the spot to succeed, and he's not succeeding. I want to run something by you because um, apparently – I forget where I heard it, but they're open to trading Dougie. They're open to trading Michael Furland, and apparently Pittsburgh's inquiring on Michael Furland, uh, Justin Falk. So imagine if in fantasy you trade for Dougie Hamilton, and then he gets traded. I think anybody that's going to buy in on Dougie Hamilton or Justin Falk, because both are having like down years and you might be able to get them for cheap. I would think that a team that wants to trade for a rental like that is going to get them right onto the top power play. Look at teams like Edmonton or um, the Islanders. You can easily beat out, you know, a Nick Letty. No chance. Edmonton's two points out of a wild card spot. I would think they, they might be able to push in. I mean, Dallas and Anaheim are in the wild card right now. And Vancouver's one point ahead of them. I mean, you got teams like Minnesota there that could really make a serious push to push Dallas or Anaheim out. But uh, it's going to be Winnipeg, Nashville, Colorado in the Central. And then it's going to be Calgary, Vegas, San Jose in the Pacific. Those wildcard spots are pretty much up for grabs. 
Darnell Nurse, no chance. And Shirelli is all over defensemen right now. But I think like Dougie Hamilton and uh, Justin Falk might be like a little out of his league. He's looking for guys that he can scratch two games into it. Brandon Manning going to Edmonton. Oh, man. <laughs> for two games and then he gets scratched. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, Shirelli is going to be short-lived, but that's that's neither here nor there on this podcast. The teams that I could see looking at him, um, New York Islanders, they're having a better team than anybody could have imagined. Their defense is like really good, especially defensively. You're not getting much offense out of Ryan Pulak or Nick Letty, but you pick up somebody like Dougie or you pick up somebody like Falk for a playoff push. He could definitely be your blue line scoring yeah, in a place like, sure. in a place like New York for the Islanders. He's much more viable. So he's not he's not going to get put onto a top power play like Nashville, Winnipeg, Toronto. Anybody that's making look for like defense, say Dustin Bufflin's out long term and they want to add somebody like Justin Falk. You know, maybe he gets a look over Josh Morrissey, but Josh Morrissey hasn't been playing bad. I see no reason to fix that, especially if it's just a short-term band-aid. But Toronto, you're not beating out Morgan Riley. Um if Calgary was going to trade back for Dougie yeah, Hamilton, you, they're not moving Giordano off that one. So I'm looking at Edmonton, I'm looking at uh, the Islanders. There's no way Calgary is going to trade for Dougie Hamilton. No way. Yeah, I, I can agree completely. But there's I mean, no way the that's going to happen. Looking at the teams that are making it right now, you know Pittsburgh has always been in the market, but you're not beating out Latang. But Justin Schultz is going to come back, man. Yeah, Justin he's Schultz is going to come back in what mid February. So he's there's supposed, your he's supposed to be back in mid February. From the last I read, um, he's finally starting to skate. Once he really starts to kind of come back to practice. He'll start practicing by himself, and then once he starts practicing with the team, it'll be really soon after that. So, I mean, mid-February, they're getting Justin Schultz back. I don't know how much they're really going to be looking for someone like Justin Falk or Dougie Hamilton. Would it surprise me? Absolutely not. It makes either one of them way fucking more valuable. Say one of those teams. I mean, Dallas, you're not beating out Klingberg. Anaheim could make a push for Hamilton or Justin Falk. I could see that if they if they really think they can do it. And then teams out of the East, you got New York Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres are in the wild card spot right now with Montreal just barely on the outside looking in Florida too. But this Shea Weber thing is long-term. I could see, I was just going to say, I could see Montreal maybe making a push for someone like Dougie Hamilton. But I think in my heart of hearts, he's going to wind up on the Islanders if if he does get traded for a rental. That that is all the more reason for me to not like Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's just something I don't to think like about. Dougie Hamilton, and I also don't like the Islanders. So, I mean, you're doubling up on not like. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move into Chicago, man. We spent way too much time on Carolina. So, yeah, I mean, the, the longest time we've ever talked about Carolina. And Dougie Hamilton, probably. All right, so the, the even strength lines are pretty much the same. You got Saad, Taze, and Cahoon on the top line, and Isimov, Strove, and Kane on the second. Uh, Debrinket making a look on line three and has been for the past couple weeks, I think, with Kampf and Perlini. Uh, Drake Kujula slots into that fourth line with Chris Kunitz and Marcus Kruger. But what I'm really interested in is the power plays. Dylan Strom has, has shown, I guess, promise would be the word I'm looking for on that top power play unit. And he's been there for a couple weeks now. Uh, he had an even strength goal against the Pens um, in the last game with over 19 minutes of ice time. He's got five points in his last five top power play time. And he's still under 5% owned in ESPN and 13 in, in, um, in Yahoo. So this is somebody that could be a decent ad. I know Chicago, um, they're not one of the teams that we're going to be looking at this week. Yeah, they, they got three games. They got an off night or two. So he could be, you know, a good stream for their off night 
Yeah, I mean, Dylan Strome is definitely a decent pickup. I like Gustafson, too. Oh, shit. Their off night is uh, it's tonight against Calgary, and then um, they play Wednesday against Nashville. So uh, you can at least get one more, unless you already had Dylan Strome. Because I, I think I remember bringing him up last week. Gustafson's been on a tear, too. Yeah, I like Gustafson. Uh, Colin Delia, still playing well. Um, he only lost once, but he made 47 saves on 50 shots for 940 in his only loss. So I'm not really going to uh, put a fault on him. He's starting tonight against Calgary. That's not going to be a good look. And Chicago doesn't have another back-to-back until after the All-Star break. So unless, like tonight, he's um, making a push for starts. But I'm pretty sure Ward played last night against um against Pittsburgh. So this is the second half of a back-to-back. And that's why Dealey's playing. Yeah, you're not going to get much use out of him until after the All-Star break. I, I, I can't recommend adding Colin Dealey right now. Maybe if he gets a game, you can spot start the guy or uh, DFS. Uh, he's definitely not a long-term ad as of right now. All right. Colorado. Semin Varlamov. Apart from his last win being on December 15th, posting pretty bad numbers since then, He's day-to-day, so I suggest whatever is wrong with him, they just let that marinate. And we've seen this before because Varley has a history of um, groin injuries. So I wouldn't be surprised if this day-to-day turns into week-to-week and then week-to-week turns to out. But just keep an eye on it. Right now, They who did they pick up or uh, call up? They called up Francuz or something. It was either Peter or Pavel Francuz. Yeah, Pavel Francuz. It's going to be Grooby. It's going to be Grubauer for a long time. He, and if he's out there in your league... Go get Grubauer. Like, yeah, for sure. 100%. And then, I mean, as far as the line changes go, I mean, you, you got that top line back together, and that's the way it should be, I think. JT Confer is the guy on the power play one right now. He's got assists in two straight. He's getting really good minutes, over 23 minutes in his last game. He's always right around there, too. He's getting like 20, 21, 22, 19. He's only 1% in ESPN, 11% in Yahoo. He's got try eligibility. Definitely makes him a lot more useful and versatile in your in your Yahoo leagues or um, – if you're doing like position centric in ESPN, Jesus Christ, St. Louis is fucking us up. Empty net three zip. Another shutout for whoever's playing the flyers. And Toronto is losing four to nothing. So that whole Hutchinson didn't thing, uh, thing didn't work out for me. Good thing. I dropped him earlier today, so I won't have to deal with them afterwards, but it was good while it lasted. Who got the fourth goal? Was it an empty netter? No, it wasn't. It was Kevin Fiala again. Uh, so Mikey's going to be super pissed because he forgot to set his lineup and Kevin Fiala scored twice. Yikes. Things to be pissed about. Columbus. Uh, Nick Felino's day-to-day for personal reasons. He's going to miss his fourth straight game tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. As a result, the uh, the middle six is kind of different. Um, somebody named Robinson, I forget his first name, didn't even think to put it in because um, as soon as Felino comes back, this guy doesn't exist anymore. Panarin, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Atkinson are still on the top line. Duclair. Wenberg and Bjorkstrand on your second line, Robinson, Jenner, and Anderson on your third, and Hanekine and Dubinsky and Nash on your fourth. Uh, the power play one is got Anthony Duclair on it, and that's something um, we could talk about. And your whole top line and Seth Jones. It's power play two is Bjorkstrand, Wenberg, Anderson, Jenner, and Morensky. Bjorkstrand moved up from the fourth line to the second. And I think that maybe it's – I think it was Anderson's spot before. And maybe this whole Foligno thing has um, – as the bottom nine just kind of jumbled up a little bit because the top line stays the same and they're going to fuck around with the bottom nine. Duclair has got points in his last two. He's seeing better minutes as of late by better. I mean, he's getting better than eight fifty four and nine forty. 
Um, he's got 16.45 two games back and 15.06 in the most recent game against the Panthers. So I'm not thinking about him just yet, but he does have that top power play, top six deployment, widely available, uh, somebody to get on your radar. Uh, I wouldn't put him on your team just yet. And then Morensky, you got Morensky, don't you? No. No? Was that last year? I have Seth Jones. Oh, that's right. Which I'm happy about. No no on Wawenski. So in the last week, Wawenski has two goals. I like him, though. Yeah, I like him, too. All at even strength, so he's not getting much done on that second power play unit. Three hits, four blocks in the last week, and those three points we were talking about. Let's move on to Dallas now. Uh, They are pretty healthy. Um, The top line's back together. Tyler Sagan's on a tear, kind of like a vindictive tear since the the horseshit came out. Ben, like we were saying earlier, he's been cold. He missed a game due to a hit that looked like it could have been a concussion, but he seems okay. I mean, there was no points in his game back whatsoever. No shots, no hits, no blocks, no pims, nothing. So as far as hot streaks go, man, I'm looking at Heiskanen. He had two-goal game, like we were saying earlier, too, uh, against New Jersey with nine shots. Uh, That's, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Right. Uh, he posted back-to-back one-shot games since that, so he's a real up-and-down player. But if he's available, he's definitely worth a look. He's got that second power play deployment. Uh, nothing really to brag about from the second power play in Dallas. But if you need defensemen, and we all do, um, they do have that pretty sweet week, although it is all on the heavy nights. Detroit. Yeah, then then you're moving to Detroit, uh, who has been hurting all year, still has been in their past 10. They're 2-6-2. Two, and two. Luckily for you, TJ, Mike Green is coming back. I know how much you love Mike Green. Don't exactly know why, but you do. I picked him uh, up, up off waivers. He he did pretty good, and I want to see what he what he's got. I know exactly what he's got. He is worth a daily stream at best. He is not a hold. Don't know why you've held him, but that is on you. That being said, Mike Green is at least coming back this week. You do have Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Nyquist on that top line. Vanek, Nielsen, and Manta on the second. Bertuzzi's been playing well. Uh, I don't know how many Detroit games you watch, but uh, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, definitely looks pretty good out there in general, but he only gets second power play time. So that's one thing you do have to uh, watch out for. Andreas Antonisiu is definitely tearing things up a little bit. Uh, he has three goals and one assist in his last four, four goals in the last six games. Pretty decent shot totals, and he's only 4% owned in ESPN and 18% in Yahoo. He's also a center and right wing, and and I've always liked Anthony Sioux. I know you have as well. Yeah, he's exciting um, to watch. I mean, he's great hands, really fast. And then there's our boy, uh, Danny Cholo. We were uh, really excited about him. but uh... I, I still like Danny Cholo. I'm not going to not back off of Danny Cholo but he definitely took a step back. He fizzled out a little bit. I thought he was really going to kind of, I was hoping at least that he was going to take a step up with uh, Mike Green being out, but it just didn't really seem to work that way. And I'm always going to hold it against him. He was the first NHL goal scored against Carter Hart. I'm not going to hold it against him. I will. You were like happy about it. You even sent me a message that just said Cholo with a whole bunch of fucking exclamation points. They wound up winning the game, so that was good. I got to go to that game. It was really fun. We were in like uh, one of those the super boxes in the center. Got really close to Gritty, so it's a little something there. Ooh, Gritty. Uh, as far as Andreas Athanasio goes, uh, the only thing I want to say about him, he's getting third-line deployment. He's got no power play time, but if he keeps playing like this, those things are going to change. He's going to get into the top six. He's going to get featured on the power play. Things are going to 
change. Obviously, when Mike Green comes back, I expect him to hop right back onto the top power play unit. Denny Cholo moving down to the second. Hopefully, Double um, A can get in there somewhere. All right. Well, you can talk about your boys next. You have Connor right. McDavid in like every fucking league because you're a douchebag. Yeah. Somehow, somehow you weaseled your way into getting Connor McDavid in every league that we're in. I traded uh, uh, traded Ovechkin for him this year, one for one. Yeah, you're a fucking weasel. <laughs> it was Randy's idea. You are a fucking weasel. I mean, Alex Chason comes back. He's being subjected to whatever the fuck Hitchcock is doing with the line combinations. In Edmonton, you have no wingers. So why are you going with McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Drysaddle down the middle? You got Drysaddle on line three with Chason and Toby Reader. Ryan Nugent motherfucking Hopkins on line two with Milan fucking Lucic. And yes, yeah. Gordon Harvey. What the it's, fuck is that? Pissing me off. What at least, at least I can say Jesse Pugliarvi's name. Zach Cassian? Yeah, I can say your name, no problem. Uh, I can, I've can. i tried to say uh, the other Ju- guy's name. Jujar Kyra. Dude, he sounds like a fucking Star Wars person. <laughs> he sounds like a character from Star Wars. I've said it so many times. Edmonton has the hardest to pronounce players on their team. Jujar. Jujar Kyra. Yeah. Drake Kajula used to be on there. Uh, Yesapuliarvi, Drysaddle. I mean, for the first before I was hearing his name left and right, like his rookie year, I had I thought I forget what I thought it was, like Drysaddle or something. We can Dreidel. all, yeah, we're all Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. And yeah, they so Jujar yeah, uh, and Zach Cassian on line one. What the fuck is this? It's a fucking bounty hunter. And not not only that, for if you're a Chase On owner, like I held on to Chase On while he was out, while the Edmonton had that two game week. I think it was two weeks back. Now it's going to be Ty Ratty on the top power play. Chase On is getting third line minutes, and that's really weird because Chase On was doing really well on the power play and at even strength, like just goal after goal after goal. And power play one gets a stranglehold of the power play time, so anybody on power play two is pretty much irrelevant. I, I, I just don't know what to do with Chase On right now. And done so. I'm only hoping that he can figure something out and get back up onto that top line with one of Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Drysidle. You, you got to think it's done. Uh, Hitchcock, Hitchcock, like immediately changes. He changes his line combination so often during the middle of the game. So nothing's really going to stick. We'll see. Um, I'm going to say it again, Darnell Nurse. If your league is sleeping on Darnell Nurse, then you and you can still add him. He's logging huge minutes. He's got the top pairing. He's got exposure to Connor McDavid pretty much every time he sets foot on the ice. So just sucks because he is the best defenseman they have. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah, and they have like half, half the league's third pairing defenseman right now. Good right, your boys, Florida. Good luck man. With that. I'm still sticking with it. So we're definitely getting back to a Trocheck possible return. We're hoping for right after the All Star break. I know you are. I know you are. Um, you hell, I, try, I tried to trade you for Trocheck, but. You wouldn't have any of it. Well, he's an all-around player. I gotta love him. I like Trocheck too. Great player, Hendrik Borstrom. So he's right now on the on the second line with Frank Vitrano and Mike Hoffman is making a case for the third line center after Trocheck's return. Um, nothing notable yet in fantasy, but he does look NHL capable in a bottom six. They did go back to uh, the Johnny Huberdo, Barkov, and Dadinov line. I miss Mike Hoffman being on that top line just because I, I, I like Mike Hoffman. I mean, he, he's a 
is a good score. Now, you were saying before you just don't really know who you would pick up from Florida. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, Aaron Ekblad is is out there in a leagues, especially in like a category league. Aaron Ekblad is at least getting you hits, blocks, stuff like that. He's going to stumble into some points. That first power play is all choked up. Everybody who you think is going to be on there. And Keith Yandel is the is the only defenseman on there. Ekblad is holding down that second power play. So nothing really crazy. Luongo is exactly who I've been telling everybody he is. He flashes some good games, though. He does. No, he's yeah, Robert sure Luongo, he but he's not Robert Luongo that played on fucking Vancouver, dude. Yeah. He's not. He's not Robert Luongo from eight years ago. He's Robert Luongo from right now. And he's, he's Roberto not. Luongo from right now. You know who. <laughs> I'm just laughing because every time. Every time with Luongo. Yeah. His name is Robert as far as I'm concerned. When he starts playing better, I'll call you Roberto. Uh, until you start winning games, you get a letter taken off of your name every fucking, every podcast. So in a couple of weeks, he'll be Robe. He's going to be Robert. And just Robe. Yeah, he's going to be Robe, then Rob, Robe. then Ro, and then he's just going to be R. Er. Luongo. In his last three starts, he's given up 11 goals. It's fucking nuts. He's pulled after letting in three goals on eight shots to Detroit New Year's Eve. To Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. So I think if you think the Panthers can turn around, um, then I believe he's somebody you can look to pick up maybe as like a fourth goalie or even a third goalie if you need it. I, I'm not counting him on him in my top two, but he's 55% Yahoo. He's less than 10%, I think, in ESPN, but ESPN – is is not really like goalie heavy for sure. Um, I think they can turn it around because they have the offensive talent. Yeah, I mean, once you get Trojak back, you got to think that um, the offense is going to do a lot of the lifting. And Luongo yeah. has always been, or at least he was last year, um, a extremely good second half player. So if he can do what he did last year, then you're going to look like a genius if you pick Luongo up right now. But if not, you just drop him and don't tell anybody. Just don't tell anybody that you picked him up. Then there's the Kings, who are finally starting to win some games. Took yeah, a while. they look good in the last 10, 6-3 in a while. while. Uh, you got Alex Martinez coming back soon, or Alec Martinez. Alec it is. And then as far as the line changes go, Kovalchuk, he's back on the top power play and top line, which is good news for Kovalchuk owners, bad news for Ayafalo owners. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to be targeting him in trades ahead of the trade deadline, which is coming up pretty quick. There's just too much variance in, in his underlying numbers and his deployment in – shot rates and stuff like that like time on ice he was he was nine minutes what a month ago and now he's getting top line top power play so i just want somebody that's like steady i think if you were going to trade somebody that you're going to drop anyway and get somebody like kovalchuk then yeah go for it but if if you're going to be going to um a kovalchuk owner who probably drafted him you know in like the seventh eighth round just based on hype they're going to want reparations they're going to want you know they're going well, to want you to have to pay for what they had to go through. I would want the same thing with Nylander. All I have to say is that bet we made about Nylander not looking so great. Oh, what? A 61-point pace? Yeah. Yeah, not not great. I don't, I don't know you if that's going to happen, my man. Speaking of bets, uh, Drew Doughty's on pace for 48 points right now. Woo! <laughs> Barring any hot streaks, it looks like you're going to win that bet, too. Uh, we'd set an over-under of 50. I took the over. You took the under. It's going to be a close one, man. I like I like money. 
I, I like funny. We're going to talk about Minnesota right now. and uh, We're going to go to Minnesota. Finally, Devin Nubnik is actually playing like the way he's supposed to. He's going to the All-Star game. Not exactly how he got voted into the All-Star game, considering he is a RBS machine. As we always like to say, the really bad start stat. Uh, he has just had really bad starts all the time. I'll fucking text TJ and I'll be like, God damn it. They've had one shot. How do they get two goals on one shot? <laughs> like, it's fucking nuts. But okay, so uh, yeah, they're finally starting to play better. Um, their defense is looking good. In all honesty, that's what's going on in Minnesota. They're not scoring a lot of goals, but they are winning two to one, three to two. Like, they're they're eking out games. By the way, they are winning tonight because Michael Granlin scored. Oh, did he? So, yeah, at least I have a at least I have a shutout going. I was going to say the cold streak of uh, Granlin, Stahl, and Zucker. Um, in the last week, barring this game, they have three points between the three of them. Zucker's got zero. Who was on the goal? Was Zucker on the goal? No, it was uh, it was a turnover right in the middle of the slot. Granlin picked it up and put it on put assist. It in that. Yeah, so, yeah, those guys have accounted for three points. Or four points now. So as far as injuries go in Minnesota, it's the big one. It's Matt Dumba, and he's going to be out for a while. Chances are it's looking more like a late March sort of thing. He's going to be out for a while. You are going to be stashing him in that IR spot for a long time. However, Jared Spurgeon has been picking up the fucking pace. Scoring one, two goals a game, it's like it's a, it's it's pretty pretty fucking nuts. So Parise and Spurgeon both had good weeks. Uh, three goals, three assists for Parise, who's fifty three percent in ESPN and seventy six in Yahoo. He's still out there. You know what I mean? Zach Zach Parise is still out there. Go pick his ass up. Spurgeon, like I was saying, had a uh, three goals and two assists. He's forty two percent. In Yahoo, I'm part of that 42%, hey, hey, and 54 in ESPN. Really big minutes now that Dumba's out, and all five points came in, uh, came in his last couple of games. Moving forward, I I, I love Jared Spurgeon. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to jump if, on that one. If he's out there, guys, go fucking get him. Go get him. You got Charlie Coyle too, man. I, I was going to pick him up for uh, the start of his run, but I missed that one. Uh, I picked him up in the game just after that. He's got five points in his last three games. Did not hit the score sheet yet tonight, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if he does. He's in the top six. He's got six points in four games going back, too. So he's really having himself a run of it. He's 17% in Yahoo and ESPN, center and right wing. Uh, going into a week with four games, you got one of them tonight. So the rest of the week is going to be all on the heavy nights. So I could maybe see giving him giving him a shot if you've got the ads, if you've got the room. What do you think about Jordan Greenway? Being up on that top line with Eric Stahl and Michael Granlin. Uh he he's got flashes, man. And I, I know they're really high on him out there, him and Luke Coonan. Even if he is on the top line, he's only seeing, you know, 1544 against Ottawa, 1313 against Toronto. He's not seeing great minutes. Shot production is okay. He's like he's still under two a game. 13 points in 39 games. Uh, they've always been a blender when it comes to the line combinations. I was just wondering what you thought. I mean, I I've I've been looking at him, but I mean I I haven't picked him up just because I'm not I'm not super in love with him. I don't know those guys that are out there on a the top line. It's it's hard to say no. I think it's only a matter of time before Jason Zucker gets back up there. 
And then Greenway is on the third. I mean, Miko Koivu has been doing well, and Zucker has not been. Like I was saying, Zucker's got no points in his last four games. Pointless now in six straight if he doesn't hit the score sheet tonight. And Koivu, Koivu's got a handful of points in the last week, and Zucker can't get a piece of any of them, and he's playing on the same line with the guy. I don't know. I got, I got nothing to say about um, Greenway. He's got second power play to point with Coyle, Niederreiter, and Spurgeon. You still got Suter up on the top power play, but uh, you're giving Greenway every option to be good, but he's still not producing at a rate that you would expect out of a top line second power play guy. Fair enough. I just, I just wanted to know your thoughts. Just wanted to hear your thoughts. Moving on to Montreal. Yeah, I can do that. Playing decent. Uh, they're losing tonight by only a single goal. Yeah, Montreal, do it up. All right, so Carey Price, um, he got a shutout in his return from injury, but then he dropped the next game against Nashville with a 9.03 and three goals allowed on 31 shots. He's playing tonight against Minnesota. He's already given up one goal. Um, from what you were telling me about the goal, it wasn't his fault. It was a turnover in the slot. Oh, and, yeah. Um, well, it was a turnover behind the goal, and it just popped out right out in front of the goal. That's not his yeah, fault. Joel Armia is going to see top line time. You still got Andrew Shaw out. And something that's really chapping my ass, because I'm a Brendan Gallagher owner, he's getting no power play time. And he's on the third line now. I mean, to be fair, he has been a non-factor recently. Despite his shot rate always being there, he only seeing like 16. He's, he's seeing shit minutes right now. He's seeing like a minute less than his season-long average time on ice in the last five games going back. And then uh, Jeff Petrie owners, when I wrote this, it was before we knew that Shea Weber was off the ice. And Jeff Petrie was on power play too but it looks like he's going to get that top power play deployment again. And then you got an opening on the second power play and Mike Riley is getting that top power, or the second power play time over Gallagher. And so is Kenny Agostino. So Dude, I, I think feel like Gallagher's it's getting to the, in the doghouse, man. I feel like it's getting to the point where like, if you were a Shea Weber owner, you almost need to be a Jeff Petrie owner. Yeah. You have to play defense and get Shea Weber's handcuff. It's like having a backup running back in foot in fantasy football. Like, just in case From your running back gets yeah. hurt, you have the guy that's going to replace him. Same thing for Shea Weber. He just keeps on getting hurt. And I don't hate so him. I mean, he always gets a ton of minutes. But in years past, he'd have, like, fucking 25, 26 minutes and do jack shit with it. Oh, man. He left with a face injury. He blocked a shot during the first period that bounced off his face. What I'm reading is he actually played several more shifts before the end of the period. But apparently the team deemed him unfit to play during intermission. Uh, he logged 758 tonight. Ouch. Before going out. So Jeff Petrie, if uh, if this is going to be a real thing or if they're just going to put put him right back on the ice, we'll see. Uh, stay tuned pretty much. Yeah, just one more thing about Gallagher. He's got 15 goals and 24 points this year. That's a 47-point pace. Not what I expected out of Gallagher. Yeah, especially the way that Montreal started too. Like they started really just surprising everybody. I know they surprised me. But it seems like it's more Thomas Tatar, Jonathan Druin, Max Domi. He's a piece of shit. He's a big fan of sucker punches. Is that what you're, oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say he's a big fan of sucker punches. And doing his eyebrows. Have you seen those eyebrows? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Not Nashville. Uh, Forsberg, he had three shots tonight. Um, Got on none of those four block. goals, though. Yeah, zero parts of four goals tonight. Three shots, two hits, and a block. Um, from what I was seeing, he had 13.54 of time on ice, which is a little discouraging. Way under. Well, I mean, dude, they're they're clearly working him back in. Yeah, this, um, yeah, they're they're not going to go crazy with it. He is definitely 
their best player. Or at least so, in my mind, they are. The lines I mean, are going to be back to normal. I'm on the fourth line right now. It ain't going to stay that way. Is that where Forsberg was tonight? Yeah. No shit. The fourth line with Freddie, uh, Freddie Goudreau and Rocco Grimaldi. But so still I've, on the first power play unit. I would have figured that uh, that he would have been on the top unit. Uh, but instead, it was Cali Yarncroak, who um, who had himself a good game. He got in on a couple of those goals from what I remember seeing. Yeah, Cali Yarncroak, he had... He had you know, an assist he had on, the Sisson, on the Sissons goal, right? Yep. So I would only imagine that the top line is going to be back together. From what I was seeing before this one, the practice lines were Forsberg, uh, Rijo, and Arvidsson. And then you got Fiala, Yarncroak, and Smith on your second line. And then power play one was going to be the top line plus Ellis and Yossi. And the second power play was going to be P.K. Subes. Ekholm, and then the entirety of line two in Fiala, Yarncrook, and Smith. And Smith's been doing really well this uh, in these last four games. Um, all right, so he had two assists in his last five, four goals, two assists, and then tonight he adds – I'm pretty sure he got on the score sheet somewhere. Yeah, he added another assist. So his last six games, he's got four goals, three assists. And then on the other end, man, you got a cold streak in Roman Yossi. Um, in the last two weeks, he's only got two even-strength assists. We've always been so high on Roman Yossi, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got really good shots. Um, his peripherals are okay. I mean, he is on the top power play unit, but that's coming from the fourth worst power play unit. I can only imagine that Forsberg is going to have a positive impact on the power play, but uh, I don't know if it's really going to – it's going to move the needle a little bit, but it's really not going to – they're just above the uh, the Flyers. So I think they're probably right around 16 17%. But, I mean, their goal differential, they're plus 22, and after tonight, they're going to be plus 26 with their four goals. And Yossi has only been on, on two even-strength assists. Uh, perfect by-low opportunity. I think maybe you reach out to your Yossi owner, shake him up a little bit. Yeah, I would definitely take Yossi back. I'm interested in having Yossi on my team, 100%. All right, mm-hmm. so moving forward to New Jersey, the well-hated New Jersey Devils. They're splitting it right down the middle at 5-5 five and five in the last 10. We had talked about uh, Blackwood earlier, him getting hurt just recently. Taylor Hall is still on IR for his regular stretch of missing a couple of games. Um, He hasn't skated yet, and he's been out since uh, before, uh, I almost said Thanksgiving, since before Christmas. He's been out since the 23rd. Brad Heischer and Paul Mary are on your top lineup. Um, And then you have Miles Wood, Travis Zajac, and Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman is a, a very interesting character because he had all those points in the beginning of the year. And you see all the, like, you're looking through your, your waiver wire pickups and all that sort of stuff. And Blake Coleman's there with, like, a ton of points. And then you look at what he's done recently, and it's just fucking jack shitty. Like, I always end up clicking on him, and I never pick him up. And it's for good reason. Yeah, um, our points league, he's got, like, a a 2.1 average or something like that. And that's, I mean, that's not bad for a waiver wire ad in our league. And it's like him and Bobby Ryan are always like the top average points per game. Still, I mean, TJ and I in general agree uh, on this. It's still David Damon Severson. He's still your guy to pick up who who is just available in a lot of leagues. So, I mean, you got to go Damon Severson here. That's about it. I mean, everybody else that's worth having is pretty much gonna be owned already. Teacher and Paul Mary. Yeah, um Hall, Paul Mary. Maybe you might have some people that own Travis Zajac. He might be worth picking up, but he's playing with Miles Wood and Blake Coleman. Uh no fucking thanks. Yeah, he was uh, good while he was on the top line while uh Heesher was 
figuring his shit out. He sure has been doing uh, pretty damn well. He has two goals and an assist in the last week, uh, six points in the last six, and nine points in the last ten. So, I mean, he sure is doing fine on his own, but that's about it. Yeah, and for New Jersey standards, that's that's good. Those are good. Those are good stats. I mean, without Taylor Hall, he's obviously had to take over a big part of that scoring. Dude, it's only going to last so long. He's not that big of a guy. Taylor Hall is just a bigger body kind of guy. Uh, you keep on pushing uh, Nico Heischer around, they're going to be without him too. Yeah, just Paul saying. Murray is no no stranger to tussling too. New York Islanders, they're 9-1-0 in their last 10 with a six-game winning streak. Fuck. You're, you're fucking right they are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Matt Bozell is the best fucking player that ever walked this Crazy, earth. like, godlike player. Yeah. So, in all honesty, Barzell is playing lights out right now. Uh, Leonard also playing really well. You're getting fantastic stats out of Leonard all season, but especially lately. Everly returns from whatever was hurting him. It was undisclosed. He's on to the second line right now in top power play. You know, for what that's worth, he's been really underwhelming this season, especially by my standards. Everyone's probably. Um Josh Bailey, interestingly enough, is on power play two um, in favor of Eberly for whatever reason. They got him on the top power play instead of Bailey. Bailey having a really good season. Uh, Beauvillier on the second power play unit, not having as great a season, but that even strength exposure has got to be good. It's got to catch up to him sometime. And you got Lee and Nelson on the second line with Eberly. And just going to throw the fact that Valtteri Filppula is on IR. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what about your boy? I know how much you like Filppula. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, you love him. Don't don't even try to hide it. Nope. You're a big fan. New York Rangers. Let's move on before I blow my brains out about Philpla. <laughs> at least at least he's not on our team anymore. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. I I didn't like him on our team. He just didn't do shit. And he actually started doing some decent things for the island just at the beginning of the year, but uh that also stopped pretty quickly. Okay, so we already kind of talked a little bit about the uh, about the Rangers when we were talking about our segment for the games this week. Kevin Hayes is still day-to-day, having missed uh, two games with an upper body injury and will not play uh, versus Vegas. He has 33 points in 39 games. So, he's, I mean, he's having a, a damn good year. He's definitely good to watch out for. Um, if he is out there on your waiver wire, it's worth having on your team. He's only going to be out for a couple of couple more days, it's looking like. Um, other than that, I'd put him on your watch list and see how it goes. Yeah, Doobie, Doobie did get the shutout. Um, so Brett Howden is uh, on the third third line center with Philip Heedle on the second line center. But also, like what I was saying, other than that top line, I mean, there a lot of people just get a lot of – they're moving minutes around. Matt, like what we were talking about – Matt Zuccarello was on the third line getting 19 minutes a game. So, I mean, it, it's it's those kind of things. Uh, they're just moving things around so much up there in, uh, in New York. As far as the power play goes, we kind of already went over that as well. Uh, you got Kreider, Zabanejad, Zuccarello, Pionk, and Nemestikov um, for right now. I picked up Pionk a while ago. I've really been thinking about dropping him just because... I don't know. He's not really doing much. He's definitely on a cold streak. Whenever they do score, it seems like he's never on them. It's hard to kind of pick up any Rangers right now, but Kevin Hayes is worth a pickup because he'll be going uh 
he'll be going back on that top line, I would think, when he does come back. Did have some time with Zibanejad. Did uh, was centering the second line. He's like center and right wing, so you gotta you gotta like that out of him. So to your point about Pionk, he he's only got a goal and two assists in his last month. Uh, he's on a seven point list streak right now. I know. You gotta get rid of him. Gotta go. He's gotta go. And you're giving the me only, shit okay, for so, hanging on to Mike Green. You know what? Mike Green has the same amount of points as Neil Pionk in the last seven games. The only thing about Neil Pionk is he still gets a lot. Like he takes shots, but he's getting a lot of blocks. He's ta- he, he's putting on a lot of hits. So I mean, yeah. in our league where we have hits and blocks, I'm getting points from him. It's not like he's just putting out zeros for me all the time. I can at least say that. Oh, and Monahan just scored, by the way. So uh, I'm sure Johnny Goudreau is probably on that. I haven't seen it yet. It's almost not even worth talking about their stats because they change all the time. I know Kachuk was on it. It looks like it's on the power play then. Uh, Lindholm, Lindholm, Kachuk, and Monahan. Uh, yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was power play goal. I'm having um, a hell of a day, actually. Well, fucking hey, what do you got? Like fucking thirty points by now? I have thirty-three points. Thirty-three to zero. Yeah, I mean, you got and, Patrick Kane with two points to break it with a goal. Monahan with two points. You have two point one points. Dubnik with a shutout. Yeah, you have two point one points though. I oh mean, hell yeah! Yeah, there you go. Hang your hat. Yeah. Hang your hat on that one. Got eight shots so far. Hell yeah! Woo! I'll blow through Ottawa real quick. Uh, yeah, Craig Anderson still on Ottawa. Uh, Shabbat has begun skating, and he he's got about like two weeks left on his timetable. I think it was three weeks they had said. Um, and Anderson is also skating, but he's not taking any shots in practice. So at least he's making like baby steps there. Uh, Matthew Shane's still wreaking havoc. Uh, Ryan Zingles seeing a bit of it, as is Bobby Ryan. They're both okay streaming options here and there. Uh, Zingles got four goals <clears> and two assists and a power play point in the last week. And then Bobby Ryan, he's got five points in the week too. Uh, but for people not getting it done, it's it's cut bait time with uh, Maxime Lejoie, I would say. Yeah, you really had to think that he was going to get a lot more going with Shabbat being out. But yeah. Ottawa is just fucking <sighs> trashy, dude. They're just yeah, one trashy. eight one. One eight they're, one. I mean, God damn. They're scoring gold, but Maxime Lejoie is not a part of it. He's just not getting the job done. I'm looking elsewhere if he was your Shabbat replacement for the next couple weeks at least. So. Should we talk about Philly? Just skip it? Uh, I mean, we can talk about them really quick, I guess. Yeah, we suck. They're really bad. Three, Um, five, and two in their last ten. So our injuries are Brian Elliott, who's a goalie, Anthony Stolarz, who's a goalie, Michael Neuwirth, who's a goalie. Uh, Yeah, so every goalie is just fucking hurt. Uh, We have Carter Hart. Carter Hart is like the only positive on our fucking team. I mean, he started out with those, uh, with getting a, oh, a couple of wins, and it was a great story and everything like that. But that was magical. The Flyers just started doing what they weren't before, so they were they just started letting up goals when he first yeah. when Hearts first started. They were protecting him. They were blocking shots. They were getting in passing lanes. They were stick checking all of this wonderful hockey shit, and then boom. It all stopped. They got shut out by the fucking uh, Predators tonight. It was just a bad game to watch. I was flipping back and forth. No, the Blues. They got shut oh, out by yeah, the Blues. Yeah. They got no, shut no, out no, by I'm, the Predators a couple I'm games sorry, back uh, though, too. Yeah, Predators. I, I was. I was. I got them mixed up with. Uh, their no, we got shut out by both. 
but yeah, it, it's just been a it's been a rough go of it. Still, I mean, a lot of these players are still going to be had on a lot of teams. Giroux, obviously, you're going to keep Katuria, Goracek, Simmons, JVR. I got to say, it's getting close to drop JVR time. Provorov, Gossis Bear. If you drop JVR, I mean, I'd be interested in picking him up, even though he had no shots on goal tonight. Yeah, it's just looking bad. What about uh, Ghost, man? I know you're a Ghost owner, and if somebody somebody came to you with, like, I I don't know, Darnell Nurse. No. No? I'm trying to think of, like... serious? Well, I mean... Darnell Nurse, somebody who they picked up off of waivers? Shane Gostas Barrett. No, no, no. They didn't pick up Darnell Nurse off waivers. No, I'm saying somebody... What? Oh, somebody picked off fantasy waivers. I got you. Yeah. All right. You're yeah, saying I'm if fine. somebody wants to trade me, Darnell Nurse. No, I'm just trying to think of somebody that's like when Oscar Clefbaum got hurt. I'm trying no to think of somebody thing. who's in the same situation, top line, top or top pairing, top power play, and is actually doing the job. Because Ghost is not. He's having a crazy disappointing season. I mean, yeah, he's a top power play guy, but we have one of the worst power plays in the league. We only have five goals so far in the in 2019. Uh, we got shout out again tonight by the Blues. Who fucking sucks. So oh, they're fucking the, tire fire. They were our only competition for um last in the league. So we were no, no, yeah, they're two points ahead. So we're one point out of last place. Uh Ottawa has one less point than we do. It's rough. I don't know. I think it could be a buy low opportunity. If somebody came to you with Zach Wierenski. No. No? No. What about like I don't know, I'm trying to think of other options. Like Alex Edler. I know I got him. I would think about that. Yeah, you might think about that. I would. I would think about an Alex Edler. I think Alex Edler is is a fucking stud. I think he's going to be really good next year. If he's especially, I think they would be stupid not to hold on to him. Eh, He's old. I could see why they wouldn't do it, but they literally have no options outside of him. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I'm I'm hold I'm holding on to Goss's bear. I mean, somebody would have to offer me something. But maybe it's one of those things where you were talking about Ilya Kovalchuk. Like, I drafted him. Yeah, pretty high, too. I went through all this shit. I don't just want to give him away for fucking Darnell Nurse. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to give him away for peanuts because he still has all this upside. Yeah, for sure. I know what he can do. He takes a lot of shots. Uh, He has a horrible point of missing a lot of shots he takes a lot of shots just a lot of them aren't on net which really fucking sucks so some more stuff out of philly i mean the top lines back together they they gave up experimenting with like michael roffle uh jvr on the top line uh you got shrew coots and tk back on the top line lindblom patrick and voracek on the second line and jvr wheel and simmons on your third um the first power play, albeit bottom and third in the league, is still G, Kateria, Simmons, Voracek, and Ghost. Although they have like a small change to it. You got Voracek being the QB right now and Ghost kind of playing the right side, like the right circle where Voracek usually is. So that's it's kind of a weird look. Um, you got no hot streaks coming out of Philadelphia right now. No hot streaks and a fuck ton of cold streaks. We have a hot streak of losing games. We're on a fucking super hot streak of losing games. I'm a Voracek owner. Uh, I've been shopping him around a little bit. I know you and I almost came to an agreement on um, Voracek for Pacioretty. I, yeah, I, I tried. I tried to get Voracek for Pacioretty. 
And Patches has Pat- goals in two straight, so I doubt that's still on the table. But uh, yeah, I have I, been shopping Patches him around. Has been fucking tearing it up since he came back. Pretty excited about that. I've been I've been trying to shop him. No bites yet. I think I sent one to Chucky that he was like thinking about for Dowdy or something. But anyway, let's go to somebody that doesn't suck, and I hate to say it, but it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. We know who the Pittsburgh Penguins are. They're yeah. eight and two in the last ten games. They're pretty fucking healthy, except for uh, we had talked about Justin Schultz earlier in the earlier in the episode, and he's their like one main injury, and he's going to be back soon. Like we said, uh, look for him to come back in a, in about a month. Pittsburgh's kicking ass. And Brian one, Rust, your guy, he's back on the top line, isn't he? One guy that I'm uh, super big on, don't like him. Like, I don't like Brian Rust, but I like him. Uh, I picked him up. I noticed that uh, they moved him up to the top line. He's playing with Gensel and Crosby. I want anyone that's playing with Crosby. They split up Kessel and Malkin. Uh, Dominic Simone, Evgeny Malkin, and Patrick Hornquist on that second line. And then you got mm. Pearson, Broussard, and Kessel on the third, Kessel's still doing Hamburglar things, though. He had a great dime pass to fucking Broussard last night, um, who scored a goal. So we've been talking about the whole Casey DeSmith thing. I don't like Casey DeSmith, but he's... Yeah, he shit the bed last night. Yeah, and, and he looked real fucking bad doing it. Hey, what are you going to do? Matt Murray's um, back, though. Matt Murray is back. Other than, like, all the main guys, who do you, who do you like? I like, I mean, like yeah. I said, I like, I like Rust. If he was available, I'd go Russ, too. Fuck. I mean, Dominic Simone's not having a bad week, and there's plenty of offense to go around, so somebody's going to touch it. If they're doing some damage to even strength, Dom- Dominic Simone could get there. I mean, Malkin, he's got uh, three goals, nine points in his last ten games, and if you're playing penalty minutes, he's got six penalty minutes in there. Crosby got ten points in six games, 16 points in ten games. Kessel stole over a point per game in his last 10. So Latang too. Fuck. On it like a bonnet, man. 12 points in like 10 Letang, games. Latang is the only like defenseman worth having, though. I mean, I mean when Schultz gets back, I'll take him too. Fuck. Oh, yeah. No, when Schultz gets back, I'm, I'm, that's why I said I read up on him. Like I've been reading about him. And that's why I know when he's coming back. Because I just think outside of, uh, outside of Ross, there's, there's nothing for me there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not huge. I'm not super huge on Dominic Simone. Tanner Pearson is a maybe. Um, yeah, he's been a flop for them though. For a while there, it was looking like he was going to be on the top line, and then they put Rust up there, which doesn't surprise me because Brian Rust has always been, oddly enough, he's always been one of those players where it's like you can put him anywhere. They don't. They don't really use him, and then all of a sudden, the playoffs, they fucking. Give him all this opportunity, and he just <laughs> lights it up in the fucking playoffs. How many times have you seen that? More than zero, for sure. More than it's one, been like three years straight now. Yeah, it's like he just always tears it up in the fucking playoffs, dude. And I'm hey, man, surprised it took them it took them this long to put him on the top line because it's always. I mean, once Jake Gensel got to that top line with Crosby, it's been Gensel and Crosby. Yeah, they've been really they've been really good together, and they've been looking for that third piece, and it's just been interchangeable. It's, it, it's been a goddamn Lego house. You know what I mean? They're just putting Legos in, seeing who fits. And it, it, it seems like Russ is going to work out. He did get hurt there for a couple of days. He was day-to-day for a while. Um, but he's back. I mean, if nobody if nobody else has Rust, go fucking get him. And go yeah. get him now. And for anybody that was doubting Matt Murray, he's... I mean, fuck. He's lighting the world on fire, man. He has been unstoppable since he came back. He's got like a 
959 since he's come back. Crazy out there. I mean, they went on that seven-game winning streak, and then they lost to Chicago. Just We'll see. All right, St. Louis. We'll see. He's uh, going to get hurt again, though. They won tonight, but, um, yeah, and I think Malkin still owes everybody a owes an injury, and so does Latang too, right? St. Louis, they won tonight against uh, our Flyers, so they go uh, – before tonight, they were 5-5-0, five, five and oh, and Petrangelo did see a small look on the power play. Uh, it's Vincent on again. Game's on now, and Dunn's apparently the guy. Tarasenko's on a cold streak. He did hit the score sheet tonight. But, yeah, he uh, did get a goal tonight. So he's up to 12 goals on 100 and – what, how many shots did he have tonight? I always hate doing this when games are going on. It's fucking stupid. Well, the game is over now. Yeah game is well over now. Tarasenko had a goal on three shots tonight. So 12 goals and 144 shots. 20 and Um, a half minutes on ice. He's shooting under 8% this year, and that's like that's almost five percentage points off from his career average of 12.6. He's still on pace for under 50 points this year. It's just not been a great year for him. Schinner's got goals in two games straight now, and that ended a five-game pointless streak. He's getting really good power play time. It's just... I mean, their power play is only converting on less than 20% of their opportunities. So that always used to be Shen's bread and butter, especially when he, were, he was here in Philly. You just can't see it. You still got to think that St. Louis is going to be sellers. Come the, come the trade deadline. If, they got if a lot they, of pieces, yeah. If they do anything, they're going to be sellers, and they're going to try to get some more young guys. That I mean, that would be my thought. Either that or they're going to do nothing. I don't think that they're going to add pieces to try to make a run at anything. Uh, no, yeah, just, no shot. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But the whole thing is they just had – they do. They have all this talent, and it's just not doing shit. They got so. a really good prospect pool, Robert Thomas, Jordan Kiru. And, I mean, with the draft class that's coming out this year, I, I could see them selling for a lot of high picks. Uh-huh. At least trying to get at least two first-round picks would be nice. All right, San Jose. So, like we were saying, Bernsey, um, he was one of the three stars of the week this week. This week. He, he had nine points this week, two goals, seven assists. Five power play points. He's on a five-game point streak, and he's awesome. Mark Edward Vlasic is going to miss his second game tonight. I'm not sure when he's going to be back. He's got no timetable. Um, as far as the, the power plays go, man, you got Burns and Carlson. They're getting double shifted on both power plays. Uh, I think that is getting a lot of assists, man. A lot yeah. of assists lately. Uh, Lucas Radil is rattle Radil. I think it's Radil. Um, he's getting top six time right now, and he's got goals in three straight. It's worth keeping an eye on. Um, this is somebody I'm not putting on my roster. I'm putting on my radar. He's up to nine points in 18 games. He's got a half point per game pace. So, I mean, if a 40-point guy is relevant in your league, then, yeah, maybe add him, especially while he's on a, a little streak like he is right now. He's on my radar. He's not on my roster. Okay, moving to Tampa Bay because I don't know about you. I'm done here about San Jose. I fucking hate San Jose. So <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and switch that up. Tampa Bay, eight one and one. Man, they're they're killing it this year. Otherworldly. Yeah. So Palat is still on that top line and top power play, uh, although he only has one assist in the last couple of weeks. As far as streamers, if Tyler Johnson isn't available, Palat's going to be your best bet, only because Stamkos, Kalorn, Point Point is definitely going to be on Point. He's having a hell of a year. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. I didn't think Braden Point was going to was going to break out like he like he was. I will say this, though. Um, you're playing with Nikita Kucherov, and he is just lighting the fucking world on fire. Yeah, like uh, him and Johnny Gaudreau are 
unreal right now. Yeah. Yanni Gord is down to that third line, which is pretty fucking sad for Yanni Gord. I think that's where Alex Kalorn should be, but that that's my personal opinion. They're trying something out. I like Yanni Gord better than I like Alex Kalorn. Just I I just do. Yeah, me too. And then you have obviously Victor Hedman, who's just he's Victor Hedman. Other than that, for defense, there's not really much that you're going to be looking at. Ryan McDonough is a defensive defenseman. He was a great pickup. He's a great player on that team. He hasn't had a like a bad offensive season. It's just uh, no, he hasn't had a bad offensive season. But I mean, it's just no not. fucking Victor Hedman. The the power play is exactly what you think it would be. Palat, Point, Kucherov, Hedman, and Stamkos. And then the second power play doesn't play. Not much time there. Yeah, but I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna switch things up. On top of the fact that they have a uh, Vasilevsky and and one of the best backup goalies in the league, and Louis Domingue, until JT Miller comes back from uh, from injury, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, once that once JT Miller comes back, Kalorn is fucking moving. You'd think so. I think so. I yeah, just G- I just don't trust Alex Kalorn. It's so weird. Like JT Miller put up 18 points in 19 games last year after getting uh, packaged with McDonough, and then they throw him on the third line now. Like I figured going into it, and many people thought that he was going to be that top line guy. He was going to have that Andre Palat. Uh, like it was going to be Miller, Stamkos, and Kucherov. But like we we were way off about that one. Way off. Moving to Toronto. Shoot. We got Anderson and Sparks both out right now. Um, you were saying that you you heard something about Anderson probably coming back this week. Sparks, I think that's a different situation. So right now it's um, Mike Hutchinson. He gave up what a four spot tonight. Yeah, it, just like but right he, after a shutout. Also, but he also had a shutout two days ago. Yeah. So I mean, he's got it in him. But when that fantastic team doesn't score goals. It's not going to be often that the Maple Leafs got shut out like they did tonight. They got shut out twice this week, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. I, but it's, it, I don't care. Still not often. Nylander is finally playing with Austin Matthews again. In uh, what, that that first game back playing with Austin Matthews, he scored a goal. Definitely got to give a big shout out to the guys at the, at the great Canadian hockey show. You should check them out on iTunes, man. Um, it seems like they sat Willie down, gave him a stern talking to, make sure he got his pregame dart. And uh, it looks like he's got to pick that habit up for good. He is nothing tonight. And now what? He's up to well, three points had in 14 games. Now. Yeah, it was a shutout tonight. So you can't. But still, fucking Jesus Christ. Three points in 14 games. $7 million. $7 million, man. Yeah. Uh TJ is pretty pissed about this whole William Nylander thing. I mean, I have him in a league too. Oh, and uh, Johnny Goudreau just scored. No shit. What? You're not surprised? I'm just gonna put that on a loop in the background, like for every episode coming through. Okay, so TJ, who, okay. who who do I love to pick up from Toronto? From Toronto? Yeah, Andreas Janssen. Done. Done deal. Andreas Janssen. He is the guy to pick up from Toronto. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's not Connor Brown. Uh, Kadri is probably owned. Yeah, um, I think so. I wouldn't think uh, that Kapanen is owned anymore. My guess would be that he has gotten dropped now. But Andreas Janssen, dude, 
He's playing with Matthews. He's playing with Nylander. Even though Nylander is not playing like it, he's an elite, he's an elite talent. He really is. And Andreas Janssen, 8% owned in Yahoo, 0.5% owned in ESPN. I am one of that 0.5. <laughs> yeah, and you got to love him alongside Austin Matthews, man. I yeah, mean, I, I love double points. Like They I, doubled up on that, that goal they got to, that got brought back, right? Yeah. I think it was Janssen that was over, that was offsides. Yeah, so it, it would have been, he would have gotten another point with Austin Matthews. He would have gotten the assist on the Matthews goal. The other night, they assisted on each other's goal. I want more of that fucking shit. One thing I like about him, though, TJ, is his shooting percentage is at a 15.3 right now. Yes, that's high. that's high. But last year, while it was a small stretch, it was 10.7. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like it's totally just out of this world. Playing with a person like Austin Matthews, I could see you having a decent shooting percentage and it yeah. not be like totally over the top. Unless you're William Nylander. It's it's going to come. You just yeah. aren't going to. It's going to come, TJ. You're just not going to get those 61 points that you were talking about. So I'm a Morgan Riley owner. And as it's been a great year for me with him on my team, um, traded Oliver ekman Larson for him in the offseason. The best trade I've probably ever made. It was OEL and Travis Konechny for Cam Atkinson and Morgan Riley. Hands down, best trade I ever did. He's going quiet in the last six games, but like we were saying, there was two shutouts in there. Uh, the five games before this six-game stretch, he went batshit crazy, dude. He had 11 points in those five games, but now he's only got one assist in his last six. So he's still up to 12 points in 11 games, but it's just a little bit skewed on the first half for versus versus the back half. So maybe give your Morgan Riley owner a shake, see if you can seize that opportunity to buy low. You're still going to have to pay up, but less than you would have, you know, six games before now when he had 11 points in five games. I'm not entertaining offers on Morgan Riley, Zach. Yeah, that's, you were wondering. That's, that's going to be a high price tag. Um, so what? You're te- hey, wait. So you don't want Shane Goss to spare for Morgan Riley? No fucking shot. No shot. Shane Goss to spare and Max Patch are ready for Morgan Riley? No. Then I'd have to drop somebody, and I'm I'm at a point where right now I don't even have a streaming spot because I can't drop anybody. That's because you're holding on to all these IR guys like a fucking idiot. Well, I'm thinking about getting rid of Alex Chase on, but I want to see what the next next game brings. I one told I told you I told you fucking maybe this time like I told you at least a week ago that yeah. you should be dropping Chase on. I know and you were like, no, I don't think so. He's like been tearing it up and. He was. Uh, he fucking was. He sent me a text that was like all caps with a bunch of fucking exclamation points and shit like that. Chase and on. then and then fucking he does nothing. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. All right, let's get into Vancouver, man. We're in the home stretch. Yep. And we kind I mean honestly, we kind of went over Vancouver quite a bit when we were yeah. talking about them earlier. So there's not really much to go over. We already said that honestly, you got to pick up there is uh is Gold Dobin. Pedersen is hurt. We already talked about that. Believe me, everybody fucking knows it. Um, Josh Lievo is also hurt. Um, he's that guy that's just that young, hardworking guy. I've always been a big fan of Josh Lievo. He's been doing well this year, but we'll see how it all goes. Other than that and all the things we've already talked about with Vancouver, what 
Do you have anything else? I mean, Sutter, Brandon Sutter and Antoine Roussel right now are getting a small boost. Uh, they're just getting power play one exposure. That's about it. But power play two, there's nobody on there that I want. They're like anybody in the bottom six I'm not looking at, and that includes Roussel and Sutter. I don't know. It's going to be – I mean, it's it's like a, like we were saying before. They only got two games this week, so we're not even going to talk about streamers right now. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe for that Sunday game, look at somebody like Goldobin. But outside of that, nothing, man. Absolutely Yeah, not. really not interested. And, and we, then go we talked ahead about, and got Vegas next. We talked about Patches coming back. He scored in each of his first two games. Uh, he's hitting a lot. I think he's got like five hits in his last two games. Um, so you got to love that guy. The, the, the whole second line of him, Stasny and Tuck, have been really great. Uh, the only difference being that Tuck is on the power play one with Marcheseau, Carlson, Riley Smith, and Shea Theodore. Power play two is Pat Patches, Stasny, Eakin, Derek Englund, and Nate Schmidt. So it is good to see Nate Schmidt break onto the power play picture a little bit. Uh, and it is worth adding that Brandon Peary got called up again after being sent down. So uh, I'm going to imagine he gets he gets slotted into the bottom six, if anything, because you got Pacioretty and you got Marcheseau on the left side. No shot he's beating out anybody there. I'm not really sure who the odd man out is going to be. Maybe Oscar Lindbergh. Yeah, you'd almost have to think Thomas Nosek. So it's going to be interesting to see if that chemistry that he had on the second line carries over to wherever he lands in the bottom six and whether or not that point production can continue from him. Well, he scored so many damn goals, dude. Yeah. While Pacioretty was out, he scored so many damn goals. I mean, I saw two lucky-ass goals that he scored. But, I mean, they're goals nonetheless. Yeah, and he was tearing up the AHL. I think he still leads the AHL in points, even though he's been up here for eight, like seven or eight games. You picked up Michael Kempney from Washington. How the yeah, fuck man. did you have that foresight? He's got four points in four games. What the fuck? What did I tell you? You asked me why in the world are you holding on to Kempney. I said, because I'm a fucking believer. <laughs> a fucking believer. And then, it paid off, man. What the hell? Uh, he he gets assists, man. I mean, he's on that top power, or, or he's on that top defensive unit with John Carlson. So he's he's just he's seeing all this good talent around him. Yeah, he's playing with Ovechkin. He's playing with Kuznetsov, Tom Wilson, Backstrom, Oshie, Baron. Like he's playing with the top six. That's why I fucking had him. Now, just throw random, gets, man. It was like gets, a Connor Garland style ad. Like, who the fuck does that? Who picks up Michael Kennedy? Like, what me fuck? because Why? because uh. because I see these things coming a mile away, <laughs> and I and I held on to him for for quite a few games, and he got me quite a few points. I mean, shit, he probably got me what ten points last week or something like that. Not like it's a fuck ton or anything. We're like talking that, about but... fantasy points here, folks, because he's only got fifteen points on the year. Oh, yeah, no, I'm talking about fantasy points. But he got me, like, a goal and three assists or some shit like that. A goal and three assists in four fucking games? Yeah, hand me some of that shit. I'm all about it. Wish, um, wish I'd have thought of that. But, yeah, so I'll, maybe you'll be more of a believer uh, because I'd rather have Michael Kempney than fucking Mike Green. All right? <laughs> I'll take That's that bet just, any day. I'll take that bet any day. If I'm picking up a daily streamer, I'd rather have somebody that's playing with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, who I already have, Barana, who I love to pick up, and all these other guys, then Mike fucking Green. If I dropped Mike Green, somebody would use a waiver claim on him. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Wouldn't, it. it wouldn't be me. If he was healthy. If he wasn't on IR, somebody would snatch him up right away. He would wouldn't, easily be the best option on our waiver wire. Wouldn't be me. 
They okay. do got those power play lines back together too. So Tom Wilson could see his cold streak coming to an end. And that's always good for Kuzi. I mean, you're a Kuzi owner. You got to be loving that, him playing with Ovi again. Yeah, I like Kuznetsov. It's about time. He needed to come back. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a good look. They're getting ready to like, and I mean, you got Ovechkin. He's going to miss that game because he's not going to the All-Star game. And it's worth noting too that um, Carey Price is also going to be missing a game because he uh, decided today that he is not going to the to the All-Star game either. So even though nobody asked me or asked us, I think fucking he's earned it. If you don't want to yeah. fucking play, in, if you don't want to play in the fucking All-Star game, then he shouldn't have to. He's yeah, been to. I agree. He's been to twenty. He's been to like twenty-seven consecutive fucking all-star games. And right now, you might not be sure if we're talking about Alex Ovechkin or Carey Price, but we're talking about both. Like both, they both. Yeah, they both don't need to go. But Fuck, in they, all honesty, what, time in, it's, it's probably been like thirteen consecutive fucking all-star games. And he's been in a lot. I think it's like it's closer to seven or eight. But he has always been there. He's always been. Super entertaining, always for the kids. Like he, yeah, he wearing some goofy the, hat. Great like, with the fans. Like, yeah, I don't know what more else that guy could have done for the fucking NHL. Either of them, what more they could have done for the NHL. And now you're gonna fucking sus- suspend them for a game because you know, the rules, rules, man. Both, but both of them are getting old. Both of them get, are getting old. They need yeah. they need that fucking time to to get better. And watch, there's going to be more pictures of uh, Ovechkin South Beach or some shit just doing backflips off of fucking yeah, high dives. Maybe, and... maybe if he's doing fucking <laughs> two-story beer pongs and yeah, he's got to watch where he is and cannonballs and into into a fucking kiddie pool. Then yeah, maybe uh, maybe it'll be a different story. But I I doubt that. Now, could he go on vacation somewhere? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. dude. Fucking go on vacation. Sure. Yeah, fuck if you go on vacation. Just don't be That's doing what I would stupid do if I was shit. Making good money. Fuck yeah. All right, Winnipeg, man. Nikolai Ehlers is going to be out until mid-February. Right now you got Jack Roslovic uh, taking his spot. Is it Jack Roslovic or Jack Roslovic? I always said Roslovic. Yeah. If you yeah, if you guys know if it's Roslovic or Roslovic, definitely let us know on Twitter because I don't want to sound like an idiot anymore. Yeah, than I'd, I I'd rather know. Yeah, I don't need help. Sure. Looking, I I don't need help looking like an idiot. I can do that all by my fucking self. We got that covered. Anyway, Jack I is on that. Uh, Jack took his spot on the second line with Little and Line. Um, Kyle Connor is on the top line still. Shifley Wheeler. Uh, they kind of had a quiet week. Nine goals scored in the last week. Shifley Line only have one assist. And then you got Big Buff. He's he's on IR right now. He's going to be reevaluated at the All Star break. And we already said it again. Like. Josh Morrissey's the guy to definitely look at there. I mean, we already kind of talked. We Winnipeg was another one of those teams where we talked a lot about him already. I'm t- I would I would think about adding Jack R. Jack R. Jack R. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna call him. I still like Brian Little. If you're adding somebody from that second line, I like Little better than Jack Roslovich. So that's just me. All right, but say but say you're in Yahoo and um, you already got like four fucking centers on your team. Like center depth is so crazy, and that's why he's so low owned. And I had, too, and I I had to take somebody from that team. I guess, I guess it would be Rastovich. I mean, yeah. I told you before I like Brandon Tanev. That's just me. Just like before, we I've been, pre- I've, been pretty damn, I've been pretty damn good with the uh, with the daily pickups this year. Like, I wish there was a stat where we could just see all of that. Yeah, man. I think uh, 
I, I had a coffee and Jack drink in the bedroom, but uh, after Vic and Des got home, I had to abandon it. I forgot to, I forgot it in there. But yeah, man, good talking to you. I'm excited to see you in a couple of weeks, man. We're going to go see the Winnipeg Jets and the Philadelphia Flyers in Philly. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'll looking be rooting forward for Shifley. To, uh, to some live hockey, to some hanging out. Going to go get some uh, some good food in Philadelphia. Some of the best food in the world. All right, guys, that's it from us at Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. If you guys are digging it, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Um, and feel free to give us a follow on Twitter. We are at FHF Hockey. You can come to us with whatever you got. Um, if, we're, if we're saying names wrong or if you got trade questions or pickup questions, goalie questions, whatever, we're always happy to um, to get back with you guys. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next week, hopefully on um, – a better week for me, at least. I'm hoping to bring a win in so I can get above 500. Yeah, for us over here at Five Hole Fantasy Hockey, we love you. Love yous.